The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. No doubt you heard Shane and Kira this morning talking about this research from UCD about private schools that suggest they don't add value when it comes to leaving cert grades. You're not going to do any better by going to a private school. Now, of course, those private schools uh, still come out on top of the league tables when it comes to the number, the percentage of students going on to third level education. We could debate causation and correlation until the cows come home. What we're actually going to discuss is whether the state should be providing funding to those schools. 121 million euro, uh, the latest figure I have here. Now, the vast bulk of that, of course, goes on teachers' salaries. But Gary Gannon is with me, the Social Democrats TD and the party's education spokesperson. Gary, should any of that money be going to private schools? It's... Difficult one. I mean, the parent that might decide to send them child to a private school may say that they too should benefit from the funding of the state to fund teachers as every other child in the state does. But additionally, too, that we can't also separate ourselves from the fact that going to private schools does give the means by which a, ch- a parent of a child can lock in certain privileges that, despite what this report may say, taken in isolation, does enable the person, the child, the family to avail of the best university which in turn leads to the best jobs and becomes cyclical in that and then we get reports that say in isolation that doesn't help but nobody's actually believing that in actual practice so for me private skills look nobody wants to I certainly don't want to ban private schools. I'm not not sure if the state should be funding the means by which a parent can lock in the privilege of their child in opposition to that of other children from other stratas of society. So uh, let them continue operating as they currently are, but pay the teachers themselves. And if you need to increase fees, then increase fees. Absolutely. If you have the capacity to pay for that, well, then so be it. It wouldn't be my preference, but a parent will say, well, that's our choice. I say fine, but the state cannot um, supplement the locking in of that level of privilege and the replication of privilege in that regard. Arthur Godsell is with us as well, uh, former headmaster of St Andrews College and co-director of Godsell Education. Uh, Arthur, that €121 million I mentioned, is that money well spent by the state? Well, um, I have to just point out that, you know, the argument put forward um, for not funding fee-paying schools in a philosophical sense is is perfectly understandable. Um, I don't think anybody argues against that concept. Um, the financial argument keeps cropping up with this, uh, with this particular topic all the time. But in actual fact, um, it doesn't stand up in reality. In other words, it's going to cost the taxpayer about twice as much to educate a student in a non-fee charging school as opposed to a student educated in a fee charging school. This was actually uh, commissioned through a PwC report in 2013. Um, so that if the actual figures think are just over eight thousand for non-fee charging school and about three and a half thousand for fee charging school, so uh, parents, and that's understandable because parents put in about over hundred million a year into this, so they are actually subsidising the, the education of those schools. So whilst I fully understand Gary's argument in terms of the idea of paying the teachers and on a financial basis separately, um, the, the the actual figures don't stack up in terms of the actual numbers. But the philosophical argument is difficult to to um, to argue against. I understand that. Gary? Yeah, it's not really a philosophical argument, though. It's actually the practical outcomes argument. A child that goes on to private schools is more likely to attain the places in universities and the highest points courses. So it's actually an argument about basic fairness. If a parent wants to take that decision for themselves, I mean, that's fine. But this is how we reach a society that has a more equal outcome for all. So... 
I'm not really here to, ele- to argue on philosophical grounds. Just the reality is, is that if you have the capacity to pay for your child to go to a private school, that child is more likely to go to university to get the best jobs and then replicate that cycle. So that for me is just a practical argument. And then, I mean, in terms of figures to this day, look, that comes in in terms of state stepping into fund for um, extra additional education, Susie grants, all of that sort of thing, which is fine. But if we are actually to break cycles of disadvantage, we do need to give more access to opportunity from students who traditionally wouldn't have the option of going to a private school. So, I mean, there's arguments on either, economic arguments on either side. Philosophically, that's not really where I want to be as somebody mm. who is a legislator, legislator in the state. I actually think what is basic fairness and what's the right outcome for taxpayers. Uh, um, Arthur, I, I, go on. Sorry, no, I'm just going to say that um, that uh, Gary talks about the advantages of going to a fee-paying school. The ERSI reports and, and numerous international reports and research has shown that students who come from higher socioeconomic backgrounds do better in education and uh, access to third level. That's the real Thanks. reason, not necessarily the actual schools themselves. And obviously, the students who come from higher socioeconomic backgrounds have got greater access to third or to uh, fee-paying schools. So the argument is about the actual um, socioeconomic grouping from which they come. That's That's been proven numerous times. So let's not focus on, on fee-charging so, schools, but rather on the inequities in society that produce that. Sorry, Arda, just to be clear, the reports taken from the Trinity Access Programme, I believe in 2016, demonstrated very clearly that students come from their skill actually perform better in toward-level education comparatively to students who come from higher-income profiles. Where they don't perform better is actually in what happens after third level. So I don't think the research that you've presented there is correct. I think what well, is very clear I'm, I'm, is that students from higher level who have access to private schools get better access to universities, but the outcomes are not as you've presented them. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting the SRI reports of, uh, of a couple of years ago and also other international research. So uh, I'm not going to argue What's, with their research process. Well, but that, it's interesting that, research. You're trying to suggest to me that a student from a higher income background is somehow an inherently more intelligent from a student from a lower no, income background without taking not. any conditions into absolutely consideration? Not. No, that, that's not what I said. And you know it's not what I said, Gary. What is it? What I said was, no, what I said was that, that students coming from a higher socioeconomic groupings um, <clears throat> will have uh, are shown to um, perform better in education circles. That's that's what that's what the research shows. And the reason for that is probably to do with the fact that they are they are presented with greater experiences or a greater range of experiences or learning experiences um, through through that process. And that's probably the reason for it. But there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever to suggest that students coming from uh, any different type of school are anyway less intelligent than anybody else. Yeah. I did not mm-hmm. say that. Uh, uh- and you know that. Yeah, Gary, the point Arthur's not making that, you know, you get, say, two parents, uh, they both have university yeah. degrees, they both have professions, regardless of what school they send their son or daughter to, they can pay for grinds for the son or daughter. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe yeah. more of an emphasis at home on, listen, get good grades and go to university, because that's what we did. And and, and that has set mm-hmm. us up in life. And, and that's... That's what that ESRI report, if memory serves me correctly, touched on. Yeah, um, I think what's actually missing there, for example, if you take the Bernardo's report that was released this week, which demonstrates that 20% of parents in this country at the minute are skipping meals so the children don't have to. If we're just willing to accept those two facts as coexisting separately, then we're never going to actually really reach any point of fairness in our society. So for me in this argument about private schools is actually fine if a parent wants to choose that pathway for their child, so be it. 
Whereas the state shouldn't necessarily intervene to circumvent that. What the state should be considering for is if a child is has parents who, for example, are struggling to put food on the table, what can we as a state do in order to ensure that there is equilibrium when mm. it comes to access to university places or the jobs market? And those two things don't operate in isolation to each other. Uh, Arthur, can I ask you about sure. the, the financial argument that you made that, you know, that it, it costs the state more money for a kid going to a, a state funded school that yep. uh, that parents in the fee paying schools are essentially you know paying for everything else beyond the salary of the teachers yep. which is true but again uh, like i'm not sure if getting rid of the payment to the teachers then necessarily increases the burden on the state yeah, that, that i mean it sounds like then yep. you're making the assumption that all of those fee paying schools would become public schools well that, that would, that's the option they would they would probably have to take i would imagine because uh, yeah, that's right. But it, it, the, all the teachers in the state uh, are paid by the state. So the teachers in fee-paying schools or non-fee-paying schools have to be paid in any case. Yeah. The, 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 no but but can I that. ask just about that 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 that, that um, assumption that those fee-paying schools would go public effectively? Well, why do you suppose well, that would be? I think, to be honest with you, I think that the um, the, the larger schools would probably maybe survive with greatly reduced numbers in their schools and the rest of them would have to probably join, as many have already uh, joined the, 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 the public system. So uh, that's, that's, that has already happened. Uh, many of them have already moved into the uh, public system where there's, where there's no fees uh, being charged and they've had to move in there where the state has got to pick up the, the tab for that. But, uh, but I mean, this, this argument that, we, that they were talking about here really goes to the whole idea of society itself and what we can do as a society to provide for those less well-off. It's not just mm. the fee-paying schools. It's also not just in relation to those well, at the least well-off. I mean, there is also an unfairness with those in kind of middle-income brackets, for example, who also may be struggling to pay the rent, who don't have the capacity to access private schools, whereas still their children, when they do the Leaving Cert, are in a competition for places, for example, in the best universities. And what, say, for example, the Irish Times feeder skill list demonstrates every year is if you go to a private school, you're more likely to get the best place in the highest points courses in Trinity or UCD, for example. And that just creates an unfairness in the system. So the point that I'd be asking is why does the state have to circumvent that? I appreciate the state funds skilled teachers across the state. But what I do struggle with is the idea that if a parent deviates from that, why is the state having to step in and fund that? Especially when it locks in a degree of privilege, which becomes a replication of that cycle. And that, for me, is yeah. where I struggle to continue that. Yeah, but I, but I, yeah no, but I just... I just uh, Gary's referring to the, the fee-charging schools as being uh, the issue, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to get across the point that uh, socioeconomic grouping mm-hmm. is the single most important factor in determining educational success. So it's not necessarily the schools. Um, and I think that rather than focusing on individual fee-charging fee schools, we should be looking at our society as a whole and how we can do whatever is necessary to provide and to help in the system. To be quite honest with you, the universities have been excellent in this. They've got huge access programs uh, allowing the students, as, as Gary just mentioned a minute ago, uh, into third level. So we should be continuing to that yeah, process rather than attacking them. Yeah, 15% of places in universities are now reserved for students coming from lower um, low-income backgrounds. But I suppose the debate today was as to whether we should continue to fund private schools in the context of this report that says But that Gary, can I ask you, if, if, if we stopped funding them, if, if we did that, we stopped paying the teachers, that's what we're talking about, we, yeah. we stopped paying the teachers and said, if you're going to teach in one of these private schools, the private school has to pay you. In other words, the parents have to pay you. And as Arthur says, 
the likelihood is that in some of the schools, we don't know how many, but certainly some of the schools oh, of will turn around and say, listen, we don't have, the parents don't can't stretch any more yeah. than they're currently stretched. They can't pay it. We're going back into the public system. It would ultimately end up costing the state more money. Yeah, and unfortunately public services do inevitably cost the state money. That's just the nature of it. But if we're looking at what the purpose of education is as a whole, it's about creating an equilibrium and a fairness within the system. That isn't the case under the current um, environment where a parent and the state combine to give one cohort of students an advantage over another. Okay, listen, I started with you, Arthur. I'll, fi- I'll finish with you. I, I, I don't think, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, he's here right beside me, but I don't think Gary was suggesting that you get rid of fee-paying schools and, and suddenly kind of, uh, you know, uh, this kind of egalitarian utopia breaks out, but that the schools do compound inequality. Well, um, I think we also have to think about the idea of parental choice, Um that uh, there are reasons why parents send their children to um, different schools. One is religious, religious reasons. Other might be traditional allegiances. And of course, you get these coffee mornings or word of mouth that people think, oh, that's a great school and uh, we're going to go there. So it's not necessarily that particular reason, but there are many reasons why, why parents send their children to uh, uh, different schools. And, that's, and they're, they're the ones that I would have come across. All right, Arthur, listen, appreciate your time. Arthur Godsell is the former headmaster of St. Andrew's College, co-director of Godsell Education. Gary Gannon, social democrat, a TD and the party's education spokesperson. We're not a wealthy family. My parents chose a private school. They did without. Uh, they did not go out and the same when it came to cars or holidays. My son was treated really badly in primary school. We decided to send him to a private school. The child has never been so happy. We don't have money to throw away, uh, but it's been the best money we've spent, although we won't be going on holidays. Each child in the state is entitled to an education, therefore the state is obligated at the moment to fund every child including children attending fee paying schools and Bill in Dublin says 15 says I'm sorry but if I can't send my child to a school because of any financial factors then it should not be supported by the state end of Bill thank you for the text The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.